Hello and welcome to another episode of Unfiltered. I'm Yanina Doyle. I'm Jonathan Kleeman. And we are joined today by lovely Chabatort. How was the pronunciation? That, that was very good actually. Chabatort. Yes. Tell us everything <laughs> from when you were born. No, tell us. Um, let's do the wine talk. How did you get into the industry? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I, came to, I came to England 2009 and worked for fairly wealthy family down in the Cotswolds, mm-hmm. which was brilliant. I met lots of nice and interesting people and all that, but after a while it turned quite boring. <laughs> it is um, the Cotswolds. It's the Cotswolds, nice for, yes. Nice for a walk with the dog. You'd, you'd, seen, you'd seen every wood you could walk your dog through and went, ah, that's it's it, we're tree. done. The, Ooh, the full the pubs. Yeah. Lovely exactly, tree. Exactly, yes. And then, um, well, we decided to come back to London and, uh, well, I was in the desperate need of a job, so I decided to apply for a wine merchant. So it was Ednams, basically. Okay. I don't know if you know that. I, I, I don't know no. if we can advertise it at all, but anyway. <laughs> we just did. Um, That's fine. Yes, and uh, basically I, I went for the in- interview and the area manager said like, oh, well, you have two legs, two hands and the head driving license that's it you are in okay perfect yeah. anyone looking to get into the wine industry <laughs> if you have well to be honest you have equal opportunity license, you might not even need two, two legs two arms and a head so nice. if you're missing anything you know you still might have a chance but definitely yes yeah I think <laughs> that was enough for you yeah it was it was for a little bit and then when it turned out that all they needed is a driver basically uh, for the busy Christmas period I was a bit disappointed and I asked them to guys what, what, what's happening and am I gonna get anything better than this or do something with wine actually um, and they started teaching me I had a very good um, manager a fr- French so guy on the job yeah. nice and then WSCT and the usual stuff WSCT um, as always except for me except for you John but you've done it the sommelier route haven't you and yeah. actually talking of sommeliers and talking of uh, what you said you were going to do segway, nice segway segway in yeah. what was it that you wanted to say <laughs> just mentioned our sponsor she probably did it much earlier in the episode we do actually that's a terrible countdown no countdown I'm sorry we need some music for it I'm sorry go 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 come on I'm giving you like a theme tune you started off so well and you've ruined it I've ruined it carry on yeah, thank you to Sommelier Socks, our sponsor. Uh, you can get them on Etsy, Amazon, and also directly from my website, jonathancleman.com. Shame oh, self plug. I know, out. I know. <laughs> links will be in our uh, in our bio as well. Now they're all in links under every episode now as well. I really hope that on your website it doesn't. It's not like a big face of yours, like on you know, as soon as they open it up, like you posing with a glass of wine. Because you might t- don't look at my website. Oh no, you've totally thing. done that. Yeah, you're just there, there are many. There before. are many pictures of me posing on my website. Okay, so for anyone can... who likes, um, really, really. No, I'm not on my like just for adults website. I mean, on my normal professional website. <laughs> right, okay. Well, listen. My just for fans website is a whole different thing entirely. Oh, okay. We'll talk about that on another episode. So lovely. Yes, Somalia socks. They keep your toes warm in the winter. And they're even, and they are breathable in the summer. 100% cotton, made in the EU. We do recommend Somalia socks. <laughs> Moving on. And Amazing. Because yes. they're chabber. <laughs> I have to get one. Definitely. <laughs> yes. So tell me. So you you started your WSET training, and that has now taken you anyway. Right now. Now, you run fine wine to me. Yes, I, com. I, yes. Co- li- I thought you meant just to you personally. Then, like that was just Actually, one shot. That was shot. another way. Yeah, please, you deliver fine wine to me personally. Yeah, no, the, exactly. the, the name of the business is Fine Wine to Me. Yes, that that's the website. FineWineToMe.com. Dot com. Um, yeah, it it's all started shortly after I left Ednams. Mm. Um, basically, in 
2012. Yeah. Uh, and didn't move on too much since because it's still still in the early stages and, and I don't know if it's ever going to move on but it's I really enjoy doing it so listeners yes. if you drink his wine it yeah. might move on <laughs> you, you're helping him personally you're helping this man like yes. small business it's not, it's always not, help the smaller business it's not the faceless company it's not the big executives yes. you're helping this poor one man exactly exactly he needs his he needs his wine. He needs I, the money uh, to buy wine. I desperately need money because I'm, I'm I have a mortgage to pay and all that, you know. But uh, no, yeah, I basically started it. We started it as a hobby. Yeah. Um, with a friend of mine who had uh, a transport company. Mm. So we both Hungarians living in England. He has a transport I company. See. I knew a little bit around, about see. wine and and we thought, okay, let's go for it. Let's try. Uh, advertise Hungarian wines in the UK and then that's how it all started then it, it sort of went strength by strength one step to another and then um, until the glorious summer of 2016 obviously when the, the, the when it happened yeah when it all happened the political event that cannot be named yeah yes, the, 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 B the, the B word happened yeah. and you still know. still happening though by the way to update you nearly four years in still going on <laughs> no, let, well we don't yes. talk about this on the show now tell me let, just because I'm thirsty and we're going we to discuss more about exactly. fine yes. you've brought thank you very much three of your wines that people can get from fine wine to me yeah although what one of them is sold out already but it's, it's all right. <laughs> so basically we're giving you a teaser you yes. can't have it yes. but we'll tell you how good it is we're wine teasing you we have done quite a few times we're drinking wines you, can't, you can't get, get. Yes. but that's great advertisement that's fine. People can fly. listen people can get on a plane these days they can get it in the country yes. it comes from so you you brought one white haven't you yes um, I, I what brought you brought one white and two reds ah. uh, the white which I started importing back in the days so this is obviously from Tokai yeah um, from the obviously the people can't see what we're drinking so what have we got yes, how do yes. you pronounce this so it's pronounced solo 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 parlando so but it's spelt s-z-o-l-o yes it's a bit of a bit of a, um, a play on the word sort of joke with solo uh, if you put different accents on, obviously, the great Hungarian language, what you can do. <laughs> you are Hungarian, aren't you? I am, we might yes. add. Okay. It's <laughs> not my favourite great varieties to pronounce when it's Hungarian. No. Yes, I, I actually listened to your... Hungarian podcast. Hungarian just How feed. badly did we... Oh. Pretty bad. Yes, okay, good to know. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm assuming just the pronunciation, or did everything yes, we say no, was everything else terrible? No, the, f- the facts were the facts were good, but the that pronunciation was that's good. Because well, I wasn't I wasn't particularly um, feeling strong on my pronunciation anyway, so it's fine. That's, that's good. Okay, I'm that's looking okay. to see what episode that is, so that people can actually um, episode five or four, I believe it was filler. Um, it was filler number four. Filler. No, no, filler five is uh, filler four, on then. Greece. Filler four, I believe. Okay, so filler four for anybody who's interested, uh, you can listen to our Hungarian podcast and we do talk about ferment Have there we go that, that was, that was okay, a right? lot better that was a lot better than so how would you pronounce ferment 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 okay yes, everybody there we go. say it on three one two three ferment perfect and then the ferment uh, ferment <laughs> and then the second great variety I shall say it with my English action, accent oh, hash levelu <laughs> not bad not bad yes okay how so hash levelu that's because John it did I not just say, say I said it exactly the same way he's being me now hush level yeah, that's definitely hush, not how you said it hush level hush level yeah but you have to be a bit softer with oh them. you are being really yes. mean now okay so you're not the first man to tell how she needs to be a bit softer so. <laughs> this is probably true so f- oh I've got it wrong already ferment 
and hash level. Yes. Okay. Okay, let's let's go with that. Yes, why not? <laughs> so these are two of the main grape varieties that are in uh, the sweet toke that obviously uh, people know a little bit better. And as we talked yes. about in our Greek episode, uh, Greek episode, our Hungarian episode, actually where it's at, there's some really great dry versions, and this yes. is already pretty interesting. So tell us a little bit more about so, this wine. Yes, these guys. Uh, I came across by accident actually they uh, well now I think I have to add that here that I also work for Noble Green Noble mm-hmm. Green Mines uh, your day uh, job yes my, my, my day job no. yes <laughs> my day job yes um, and the guys actually walked into the shop because uh, they have relatives living in London and they just walked into the shop and they were looking at the Hungarian section and I, mm-hmm. I thought of walked over there and, and asked if I can help them. You tried to sell them something basically. Yes, yeah. basically. Yeah, you do your job then, see? Look, good exactly, report, you've been doing your job. Exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, we started talking and then we figured out that uh, they're making wine and this is 2015 vintage. The previous 2014 was their very their first baby. vintage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I asked them for samples, they sent some samples over um, and we brought in um, just about 10 cases, 20 cases of and each. you're the only people bringing this wine into the UK? I believe there was somebody else who brought this in, which is quite funny because uh, we're talking about, I'll tell you now, 348 bottles. That That's all we've been made. So. That's, yeah. And that's of the 2015, which is yes. probably a little bit more than the 14 yes. originally. I, I love drinking uh, <laughs> bottles when there's only there's only a few. So, um, everyone listening, is this one in the UK? Like, has it, has it, has it, has UK, it, yes, this is not yes. the sold out one. No, this is not the sold <gasps> out one. Guys, you can actually get some. Um, <laughs> and so, for me, I love this. This is it's almost got a slightly touch oxidative character. And presumably, do they put it in like old oak barrels? There's a bit of a creaminess. Neutral, I'd assume neutral like, barrel. Yeah, it's not, it's, no it's old, but yeah. I feel like there must be some oak, rather than yes. it being stainless steel. This seems definitely much more kind of oxidative aging slightly, doesn't yes. it? So I believe it's one third was in oak and two thirds were in stainless steel. Then mm. in all, it, they stayed in six months. Then they were blending and they put it into a concrete egg. Okay. So okay, yeah. is there a touch of mallow on there as well? I don't think. Oh, really? Like See, for me, I, I get the creaminess was, and the weight. But it's nice. It's got this kind of that really green appleiness that I get from ferment. <laughs> If I pronounce it right, but also this kind of leafiness, this slightly uh, not I wouldn't Abacious say note, yeah. yeah I wouldn't say it's not green, but something maybe autumnal. Well, it's almost like leaves. a little touch of like um, green spice on there, like mm-hmm. definitely. I think very interesting wine. They say it's off dry. It definitely have a oh, few grump. Well, maybe that's I maybe would, that's. Uh, I would not say this is off dry at all. No. This is for me com- like it's not bone dry, but. I mean, max it five grams dry, yeah. residual, For which sure. to me is still camps as dry. It's yeah. not really. I think, to be honest, what, what do that, I mean? What do we say is dry under like nine, potentially ten? I suppose well, it, depends, it depends, depends on the acidity. Yes. It depends, well, it depends on. Well, if, if, if you're a if you're a you know, long if, girl if in Essex, then at least unless it's zero, then yes. it's, it's definitely sweet. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, unless it's stripping your teeth off, then it's not not dry enough. But no, I'd say you know, for me, anything sort of definitely. I don't. 
honestly, I don't think people really notice anything when you go above three or four. Yes. They'll tell you they can if they te- you tell them the amount. If you don't mm. tell them the amounts, they can't feel it. Yes. No. I mean, we definitely see in Champagne there is definitely a jump from six plus. Well, they're going six, much drier Six now. to twelve. Six drier. to twelve. You definitely feel the difference. Yeah. Mm. Underneath, I don't think most people. Well, most people can't tell the sweetness. It might change the flavour slightly. Yes. Mm. Um, so I really think you can get away with up to eight to ten. Yes. Where even a yeah. good palate will actually pick up any sweetness. Yes. It will affect the flavour of the wine, I think, a little bit, but it won't necessarily. So maybe that's where I'm getting that bit of yeah. richness from. I'm not sure where what the exact number, but I believe it's something around six gram. I see. Yes, me still dry, but I, maybe that's what's giving it a little bit more body. Where I'm thinking maybe yes. there's some mallow and it's not. I don't know, but I got there's a sweetness of butter without it being like yes. a buttered oak wine. Yeah, it, yes. it, that's my point. Maybe it's just mallow with no with no oak it's really done to it. 2015, as much right as I vintage. remember, it was was the right vintage. Yeah. Yes, and yes, it was less acidity. But I think, but the wine is in really good balance. Mm. It's nice, complex. Almost kind of like a Chenin, actually. So maybe that's why you okay, feel Okay, the savoury, yeah. yeah. So yeah. When, and actually, you it's said... Savoury oh, but ripe, I was going to say, but yeah, carry on. You, so, um, Chaba, you said that the category was lesser-known varieties, perhaps like new waves. So, yes. so t- why? Is this is this a thing for you, that you're yes. kind of, you're just, you want... Is this all the wines and fine wines, I mean, generally tend to have interesting stories or the interesting grape varieties, or you just personally, your favourites are the... The lesser-known varieties. Basically, because fine wine to me is now uh, me, uh, Mm -hmm. individually. So you Uh, can choose what you want. Yes, I'm selling what I like, because if I can't sell it, I'll just drink it myself. So uh, that that was the theory behind it. But uh, no, um, really, that's what I'm trying to push. And that's the same thing what we're trying to push at Noble Green as well. That interesting stuff, because to be honest, I'm utterly bored with... Uh, just drinking the same or mm-hmm. Sauvignon Blanc. I know most people love it, and yes, it's a good wine if you walk in somewhere and you don't know anything else. And, and is yes. it though? Is it even then? Is it really? I'd rather take a risk on something. I yeah. If I'm honest, I w- we would. Yeah. But we would. And so, but then, for instance, I'm I consistently think good. I always argue, especially New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, the consistency for product is mm-hmm. astoundingly good. Exactly. Doesn't really matter who makes it; it tastes the same. Um, so it's, it's and it's always good quality as well. But. And you always know kind of what you're getting. You know, you can probably name the flavors before you open it. But I feel that if I didn't know, there's no situation I think I'd ever actually order. But one. this is, to be honest, I I love the texture on this. I like the fruits. I like that that as I said, the oxidative character. This would be amazing for me um, with like a mushroom risotto or something like that. Yeah. Which, ironically, right now with it getting colder and wetter and yucky. This is more wintry white. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a win. There we go. That is yeah. the category for everyone. It's a wintry white. So I think for anybody who wants to try something, it's, it's a wintry dry. Most people say wintry white. They're going to think of chardonnays and oakiness, and this isn't that. I'd say this is a this winter sense of it's still dry, fresh. You can still drink on its, it's own. Just yeah. Savory, but it's just and really, there yeah. has a weight to it. Um, yeah. And what do you? I mean, coming from Hungary, yeah. tell us a little bit. You know, because I'm sure we didn't even touch on. Tell us a bit more about Tokai, the region, or or you know, why do you think Tokai is as famous here in the UK as opposed to any of the other regions? I mean, what? Uh, uh, obviously, Tokai have the history of. You know, which which carries on for hundreds of years now. Mm-hmm. So it's not nothing, nothing very exciting about that. But obviously, the sweet wines are truly amazing. Yeah. 
and I always argue that they much better than sauterne. And it's not just because I'm I talking per- corn. I personally prefer them because they're they're fresher, they're higher yes. acidity. I mean, for Lower anyone who alcohol, you know, yeah. they're made in a similar way in terms of using botrytis grapes. But the difference is that you know, with with Tokai, which people don't realise, is they're also using fresh, normal grapes, yes. and that really, for me. What do you think about them changing? The, obviously, they changed the classing system now. Obviously, where it used to be yes. three, they, four, five, the... and six boutons. Now it's is just it five, pr- six. Yeah. Are we saying late harvest, isn't it? Yes. Are we print again pronunciation? Putons, Putonias. Putonosh. Putonosh. Apologies. So we're saying we were saying a swear word in French instead of saying Putonosh. So that is our Putonosh. Putonosh. Yes. Yeah. It's basically it's it's a good idea. I think what they're doing now because a lot of those three and four. Let's call it P three three and four Putonish. P one. No, 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 no because people need to, people need to learn like us. <laughs> like us, many us. Yeah. So, so they, yeah. the three three and four Putonish, uh Tokai Asu wines, they were only really there because they couldn't reach that sort of so sweetness. It was really sort of quality, more of a really failing wasn't than very it was good. A Exactly, Styling. I think it was, and that was the reason behind they change everything in 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 Tokai because mm-hmm. um, they they need to make sure that quality is always there and really when you taste something uh, six potential tokayasu which is well made wine then you're definitely going to feel the difference between that or a single late harvest for example yeah okay do you think there's also an effect obviously saying quick it's late harvest means it can be free for you don't have to worry about it so much we don't have to even take it that sweet so it gives them more flexibility as well but do you think it's also because obviously now the dry wine market or selling export market from tokai has grown massively I mean, you can see ferments nearly That's everywhere. A valid yes. Point. So is it because you know you they don't? They can sell it dry now. Want to so why force it into a sweet wine exactly. when so they could actually? There's, uh, certainly, there's a trend which, you know, dry whites are growing everywhere internationally from Tokai. Uh, even sparkling wine is what? coming through. Yes. Oh. Uh, Everyone wants to make a sparkling wine. Yes. Okay. And 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 they really good quality as well. But yes, they had to realize that at some point. There's only so much sweet wine which you can sell in foreign markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it used to be the Soviet Union who bought up everything from us. Uh, doesn't matter how much sugar was in there and uh, <laughs> how, how well it was. Made. Yes, yeah. exactly. But uh, now everything's changing, and main markets are the United States, uh, Asia. Obviously, UK as well, but UK is a tough market. It's, it's a really interesting. I've, I've been very lucky enough to do some big tastings with some of the bigger names in Tokai, where they go back many years. Yes. But obviously, there's that big cutoff where Tokai was famous in many years. The red curtain came down. Tokai kind of vanished yes. under the gaze of being made to more fit numbers than it was to fit quality yes. or anything else. And then suddenly it reappeared again. And it's, it's a really interesting one because you can, because sweet wines do age so well, and you can keep them for so long. You can kind of go back. I think it's when was it nineteen? Nineteen eighty nine and nineteen ninety when so we changed. I think it's like ninety one, ninety two. I've tried around there. It's only when you see the sort of more modernised ones come back yes. onto the market, and you can just see how they develop really quickly. So not only is it the vintage, it's also how long have they had the vines replanted or changed, or they've been using the original techniques and making sweet wines yes. like they used to again. And yeah, but Tokai, the sweet wines of Tokai used to be called the wine of kings and the king was, yes. of oh, wines, yes. Yes. right? So it's 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 crazy that actually this is probably one of the oldest wines and style of wines, yeah. um, and one of the most well known wines. And then obviously because of good old good old politics, I always say. Well, it's, yes. even uh, even the one where it's it was so interesting seeing that we always have these ideas. Or even I mean, ideas we even pick up from our parents of certain wines. At Sultan's always one we talk about. 
talking about sort of terms, you know, by so many considered the king of sweet wines. But ironically, it wasn't even the king of sweet French wines for most of the time. That was um, Montbaziac for many years. Now Montbaziac is because again politics. And things I've have heard it's because of. So interestingly enough, you mentioned that Mont, uh, Montbaziac, Barzac for the Reds, and all yeah. these kind of the southwest, which is just effectively. It's all uh, Sorry, uh, all down down the river. It was simply they were slightly further down the river, and because um, of again politics and rulings, they basically couldn't get their wines out as quickly as say. Bordeaux could and there were lots of kind of restrictions and that's actually the reason yeah, why Bordeaux developed so much it's not and somebody said um, that with that I remember speaking to a winemaker it's not necessarily that Bergerac Basilic are the soils better or not uh, it's a complicated one but certainly that the winemaking and the knowledge and everything has not gone down there now to even allow them to see what the best yeah. wines we, they could possibly make because of those restrictions well already going to visit I mean instead of politics it was religion as well a lot of time we had um, the Catholics going against the Protestants in France there's quite a few Protestant winemakers and wine owners and landowners in Bergerac mm. because of the knock-on effect of England owning a lot of Bordeaux for many times and all the other issues as well. And so because of that, you had that knock-on effect of many people were persecuted for being Protestant instead of being Catholic. So that also affected it. And then somewhere, Montbaziac just fell behind. Not more because of the quality of the soil, but because the wine didn't have enough money to fund farming that year or to so buy the barrels so and I then sometimes just jumped ahead so I think this must have had many issues because that well, fair enough that's the first time I've heard that but one thing I've definitely known is that they weren't allowed to get their wines up the river yeah so no it was, like, it's taxes. all to do with this yeah so, so it all kind of knocks in from this you know, they've just, so they've just had a really but tough I, time but it they? also shows that all it takes is a bad decade for anyone any wine producing region a lot, just yes. as good, much as a good decade can do mm. for you and it can just send you tumbling as well mm. so I think it's, it also shows like the quality regions you see how hard they try to stay on top yes because if you don't, you fall behind so quickly. Exactly, and nowadays the, the market is really competitive, especially in London or in England, where everyone wants to bring their wine in, obviously. Yes, yeah. And and that's why you mentioned that you see ferment everywhere. But the funny thing is, you see ferment everywhere, but you don't see much of it. It's always that one type or one bottle or yeah no there's like every, every there's wine shop dry, has one ferment exactly I know what you mean, one, yeah. mm-hmm. one, one dry wine and maybe a as, sweet and a tokai yeah uh, you have one tokai and one this and normally the same producer half the time as well yes and um, that was one of the one of the major problems I don't know if it's a problem but uh, yeah one of the major issues what we faced when we started the company with my friend that we were bringing in very unknown young winemakers so that when they when they made their 2014 vintage that was their very first vintage and we felt like wow this is good wine and we have to get something like this introduced Mm. and when you have 300 bottles to sell that's really not much Uh, and all the big suppliers obviously they bring in you know they just they just tick the boxes and they say oh i need a i need a a, a dry ferment easy to get from a bigger producer uh at the right price point because that's the other thing and the uh, price point is always if you're making very little it's going to cost yes, a little bit more so how much would somebody have to pay to buy this 34 quid 34 pounds yes. okay so yeah it's it's definitely not cheap but yes. you're also i imagine everything is hand harvested yes. and everything's done by you know just is it a, a, a tiny little family or it's, one? A, it's yeah it's a it's a man and wife duo mm-hmm. they they doing everything by themselves uh they literally started less than one hectare mm-hmm. of vineyard area now they are about seven hectares and they're growing but it's not it's still tiny tiny it's a good thing i think we've seen from hungary though is they haven't kind of given in and started trying to do cheap cheap wine 
Yeah. Um, and we've seen that thing from quite a lot of those regions with you know from really good quality ones coming out of them in small production. Yeah. Is you aren't seeing sort of big mass-produced cheap white tokai or even the sweet tokai. Um, there's no sort of big names coming in flooding the market. Yes. And it's, it's good to see they kind of manage to keep their quality high and their price the right place as well. We I. I, not overpriced, by the way, yes, but more just uh, yes. a quality level. They're aiming mm-hmm. for a certain level. They're exactly. not trying to aim for the bottom of the market. I always find that um, we had we had certain. Um, I, I had some arguments, basically not arguments, but basically we, we were just tweeting about uh, different things with uh, different producers and all that uh, when they started to introduce things for Aldi and Lidl in the mm-hmm. UK. Yep, and it's just simply my personal view it's nothing to do no, um, i have nothing against any of the supermarkets because at the end of the day they're doing a decent job for getting decent quality wines in but i always felt that if hungarian wines ever comes into this country um it should really build a reputation and not a reputation starting at the bottom shelf of mm-hmm. a budget supermarket so because from that point, it's going to be very difficult to. Well, that's uh, what Chile's. Da- that's what yes. Chile did to itself when, when you know, 10, 15 years ago, all the bulk wine was coming in and showing that everyone, hey, look, five pound Merlot, five pound seventy yes. Blanc is is nice. It's good at that price point. And now, when you try and sell then a twenty pound bottle, thirty pound bottle, oof, no, we save that for for our, our yes. French wines, our Italian wines, anything yes. else. But we're not, you know, the cheap wine comes from Chile, and it's 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 a whole different mindset. So yeah, it, it's it, very, it is important. To it's a damaging thing where like it feels like it's a double edged sword. Which I love that what Aldi and Lidl have done to show how bad the wine is in Tesco, Sainsbury's. Ads as the big mm-hmm. guys who yes. do sell crap. I think Waitrose, from what I've tried, normally they generally have a good wine selection yeah. in them. Waitrose is good. They have, they still have some big name crap in there, but generally very little and a lot of good stuff. And I, I, can, I know I can actually probably walk into Waitrose if I, I had to. If I need to, I will get wine. wine from Waitrose. Yeah. 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 And the I, champagne I really actually have some ridiculously good offers because they make losses on and that. And again, champagne. when they do buy six and get 25% off, you are laughing. Yeah. And that happens sometimes, which again, everyone, when and you can't get what you want from finewinetome.com <laughs> and you're desperate, yeah. wait for, there must be a Christmas offer at Waitrose. When you visit your friend, you forgot a present. Yeah. Um, and then the other way is, uh, so I like the fact that Audi have shown how bad the wine selection is in Tesco's and Sainsbury's and these big guys who, in their face, you walk in and you see a sea of Pinot Grigio. Each Pinot Grigio is equally crap. Yes. They're just very prices because they're using marketing schemes to try and yes. target you, to trick you into thinking this bottle looks pretty or this or this. Mm-hmm. Also, half the wine you go in there, most of the New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs are their own labels. They don't say it on there, yes. but it's a made up. Like Oyster Bay or this, they're M&S, made up labels that they just I don't, get tanks For me, in. I don't like MS for that reason um, because I also want to taste a wine. I mean, you can turn around that bottle and you can see the winemaker. If you do some investigation, you can work out kind of where the wine came from. It is always normally from, like the Sauvignon Blanc, they use, um, it's, um, it's St. Clair. They use St. Clair all no, the time, the which big, is a good winery. The biggest thing is a lot of them, a lot of even the brands that are a brand in the supermarkets yeah. aren't real. Yes. So they take up the same tank of Pinot Grigio, the same tank of New Zealand, especially New, like the New World ones, Chilean, mm-hmm. New Zealand, Serbian Monk. They've got one giant tank somewhere sitting in Spain of a load of it, mm-hmm. and they'll bottle five different brands from it. Yes. And put yeah, the same yeah. five brands all in the same supermarket, mm-hmm. or the same five brands be different priced, different name, different story on the back. Well, this is but why actually it's, it's not That's true. why I prefer to buy wine from an actual winery, a brand, because then you can be like, do I like this? Should I then try their red? Should I try, at least, you know, it's something you can talk about with people rather than it just being like, that's the great variety. Um, just because obviously we'll run out of time if we don't move on to the next one. Oh, wow. Let's... I haven't even finished my first. I'm sorry. 
that. So you were doing all um, the intelligent Chabba, talking. We Chabba were sneaking the wine Chabba's not obviously experienced as experienced as me and John on these podcasts of just necking back the wine and moving on to the next one. Take your time. There is, there's no rush. No, but there's a rush. Okay. I'll finish uh, it. He, he got forced <laughs> he, into it. He didn't take long to catch up. He just, he just felt bad that he wasn't. <laughs> yes. So what is the second <laughs> bottle that you brought us? I don't know. What did you pour? Because I poured I the, well, the, the frappato. <laughs> I brewed it, I brewed it, okay. go for it. Fra- so that is Ariana Occipinti, mm-hmm. which is, um, well, she's quite a well-known name nowadays, especially in East London, I would, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, <laughs> this is quite, yeah, for, for Sicilian wines in, in the UK, this is, she considering she doesn't make too much, it's yep. actually an, a, a name that people. This, but her uncle um, is famous for Cos. Cos, C-O-S, yes. Cos, the, Cos which is. To, yeah, oh, sorry, it. I ruined yeah, it. No, 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 no. You, you, you said the right thing. Carry on. No, this is the this is the only story what everyone knows about them. Really. Yeah. Basically, they are apparently. I think they are the biggest um, amphora uh, winery in Sicily. I mean, they they are the. The it's be hard competition now. There's going to be more amphora in Sicily than there was in ancient Greece. Yes. Sure. <laughs> But yeah, I think uh, Corsi is the the. Well, they they pushed a lot of kind of the natural yes. well, wine movement in Sicily. Well, they were an interesting one though. But I think the other people, I think the natural wine movement love the story. Yeah. And I always just hear it a lot because I sell Cos because it was a really good frappato yes. and it's 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 a good little story to tell to someone. It's the a wine, funky I bottle. Do, they, they've got yeah. those, they're quite dumpy bottles, <laughs> yes. aren't they? Have they changed their bottles? No, no, at it's all? Same. They're they're still, they, they, yeah. people love it. So um, literally, C O S and a big fat bottle. Crap in crap in though. It takes up too much room. It's too high, but it's a great bottle. But yeah, obviously their story was there originally. They were making mass produce. Bad, well, not bad, but yeah. the mass produced, tasteless kind of very. But this is going back over like bland. 30 yeah. odd years ago. Which is Sicily for many yeah. years became famous for it's making kind of mass produced, bland, single flavour mm-hmm. wine. Yes. And they kind of just flipped it completely on their head and they decided they were going to do find the older vines, do the same grape varieties they've been using for all these wines that were kind of nameless. Yes. And then try all the older techniques and show that you can make great wines from these wines in Sicily. Yeah. Grillo's another one that you know you, you normally see in mass cheap wine, but now you're seeing loads of natural funky Grillo's that's still really good value. Yeah. Because the value cost actually hasn't gone that much up for making them. It's just that you're not making them plain I, anymore. I genuinely think um, Sicily has some sensational wines, and I yeah. would say if you want the old, I, for me, it's it's not all always, about Etna. No, and it Cos and Planeta are the two big guys on the island that I think have I think Cos more on the natural side. Planeta have just kind of championed old varieties as well as. The traditional cabinet They went more like the Gaia route, which is trying to show you, show you they can do they can do both. Um, so they're both really. I think for for what they do, they've both done a massive, massive job of getting Sicily on the map to then yes. allow the smaller players to then start doing their mini projects and and get well known, right? And what's what's quite funny about this that oh, uh, apparently Occipinti, uh, Ariana Occipinti, she now produces more wines than her uncle. No, does she? Apparently, but I. Like, oh. Whether it's true or not, it's different. But That's typical. I tell you, one-upmanship, though, isn't it? So, just, uh, so just from googling her just a second ago, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not going to pretend I actually knew Shame's this. Um, so, so just uh, a fact that just came out of nowhere uh, in my head. I know that she was like, what's quite nice about her, apart from that, I, you know, Viva the female winemakers, of course. Um, from literally from 16 years old, she was really massively into wine, um, and then started studying with her uncle, and has really pushed. And I think her first vintage was kind of when she was 22 or something like that. So she's she's super super young and super passionate um, and I think that's you yeah. know not really well she's Italian well. passionate goes without saying so that's all the automatic if you go to Rio Wine Fair every year they organise I think I've tried them now I think and, I have from and I would, she's always there uh, so I would yeah. have to say what's good about this wine 
is that obviously it's made in a natural way and I think both me and John don't really natural wine is great if it's made well but what we kind of almost what we've talked about I think in other episodes is when it starts getting too if it's, if, for me if the wine tastes like cider yes if you can't control it and one batch is going to be different to another batch I'm sorry like you know it's not it's it's very difficult to be able to kind of even determine say what how is this wine right I think the interesting part with that as well is Frappato naturally has a funky smell to it like unless you do a lot to it or blend Again, it a bit herbaceous it, as yeah, it's, well it's, as it's, the lovely juicy red fruit yeah it already has a very herbaceous almost kind of a smoky character the cause mm. more than this but yes. they both have that kind of smoky note to them yeah. not farmyardy but it is kind of a it is a yes. funky note which is different to normal red wines I think that if you didn't make it well it could go wrong quite quickly but yeah. actually the, when you actually drink a frappato they shouldn't taste like they smell on the palate they should have that same herbaceous note but fruit should come through as well and this is a really good example most most people don't know frappato as, an, as a single variety anyway yeah. because it's obviously the blending partner of Nero di Avola yeah Cer- uh, Cerezuolo the uh, Vittoria yeah. and yeah. Vittoria is the region down in the south part of uh, Sicily yeah. which is the only DOCG region in mm-hmm. Sicily apparently and thanks to Cos as far as we know or I don't I, know. Uh, well, John's looking neither, at the... Neither well, Cos nor Planet... DOC or DOCG? It no, it is. No, yeah. Cerezuolo de Vittoria is the only DOCG. Chav is completely correct. So no, everything... Right, and I'm trying to think... Not think, think of, definitely. Okay, we'll get in trouble now. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, because I have... In my just, head, I'm just remembering bottles of sold and what was I've written just, on the back. I've just come back yeah, from right. Sicily literally three weeks ago. So the good yeah. news is I got my dose of Sicilian wine. And um, what I have to say, anyone who's anyone who sees Cerezuolo de Vittoria, I highly recommend to try it. Between 50% to 70% of Nero Davila, which is a bit of a kind of darker, more tannic um, style uh, grape variety, also from, from Sicily, and the rest is blended with Frappato. Frappato is actually a softer, fruitier, um, kind of an autumnal, I like it's to say, an autumnal style grape variety, but also very easy going. So a, together the blend is lovely. It's a little bit like Cabernet Sauvignon and Cabernet Franc. In, ah, in, in oh, a way, ah, you're you know, talking about Nero, yeah. okay, Nero Davila with. So, yeah. yeah, I think yeah, it's more the cabinet. It's got it's a little lighter, mm-hmm. fresher. Yes. This is a fresher. It feels style. like it's a cooler climate wine than it is as well, doesn't it? it? Is, because yes. it feels a bit thinner than you'd expect, and it mm. feels like not thin in a bad way. More than like it's it's not thick in the glass. It doesn't have a rough skin, yes. and you obviously you get that smoky quality from the heat. Yeah. But it carries good acidity to it, yeah. and it's quite fine. Frappato apparently grows, but the reason why you find generally the frappato down in Vittoria is the soils are very very sandy all obviously on the coast they get a lot of sea breezes and apparently that is why the frappato there it just loves sandy soils and that climate but it's very interesting when you start learning and I learned hardly anything because there's too much to learn in Sicily literally that tiny tiny island um, apparently they they say that, that you should consider it a continent in terms of terroir because there are so many different soil types and so many different um, temperature differences and, and whatever that it, it really is. I do like at the beginning like of this, before we did this, when we point out one of them wines was Italian, Nina was like, oh my God, I don't know anything about Italian wine. The minute we talk about Sicily, she's like, I know everything, I've been to Sicily. <laughs> I didn't say you, I knew everything about Italian wine. I said nothing. nothing. I said you said you knew nothing. You're like, I don't know about no. Italian wine. And suddenly you'll just come out with, you know, everything about Sicily. You've just been there a little while ago. Yeah, well, I Set I, me I don't up, know. that was your Nina. No, that was like, setting me up. I don't know anything. The more you know about wine, the more you don't know. That's, that's the rules. But I mean, I, I know, and also I am a big fan of Planeta as a winery as well, but they obviously are much bigger. I won't bigger. judge you on that, it's fine. 
Uh, they make great wine. I, I went to see them in Mount Etna. I love their wines. They have a delicious frappato. What I like about the frappato, this this one as well, is that it, it's um, it's quite pretty. It feels very, very lively. Um, yes. But you can tell it's pretty natural. I can't imagine she's using really any sulfur because it has a little funk to it. Exactly, On the palate, yes. there is... It, it, for me, it goes to the point where I can enjoy it anymore. What, too, much, too, too much, much sourness in the cherry for you? Or it's... Yeah. Yeah. It, you know that's one thing it's it's sour but like the way I always where I pick up is if it goes too much like a, a baked apple or s- like that yeah, cider yeah you're saying sour and it's like a tang when you get that tanginess with natural wine it has to still have enough fruit that it adds a little bit of a uh, a fresher what? style rather yeah. than it going a bit yeah, not like for me, not like wine. This is like you know? sour cherry, a little sour cherry yes. note, but I don't think it's dominating. I still get the smokiness, the other flavours. But you also get that for me. I get you get nice spices, a little bit of licorice yeah. in there as well. Um, I I think that this is beautiful to drink now, but and you also don't need food with it because it has a fresh, yeah. it, even though there are some tannins. And it was the other side, which is we talked about the fact that that amphora used. Now you talk about natural being your kind of amphora is my big gripe, where I normally hate it. And that's not because yeah. I think amphora is bad, but I feel that when it's, if it's the minute you use too much of it, it overpowers the wine, it tastes like clay. Yes. Um, it's also mousy. The yeah, it's, the day. It, and it's this has been hint, but it's still got enough fruit it's that always, it's fresh. It's always the thing I, when I go around the real wine fair, which I do love, it's one of my favourite tastings, but the minute someone goes to me, and this is my amphora wine, I just groan. <laughs> um, How do you groan? How do you groan? Oh, like, no. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, and I normally like get it, smell it, don't even taste it, throw it away. Yeah. Um, but when they're done right, you know, and obviously this is an example of a really, you know, we're using amphora the right way, um, same way as, um, oh, I'm going to forget her name now, from Appen Trentino, female. Oh. Uh, I'm not very good. There's another female winemaker who, again, who uses it really balanced. The name will come back to me in a minute. Um, and when you use it balanced, amphora can be fantastic. Yes. It really kind of, it's a great way of aging and microoxidization without adding and imparting any oaky notes or other flavours. Um, but the minute it starts imparting the clay for me, yeah. then it's flavouring the wine. And I, as far as I'm concerned, it's a fault. It's not right. No, unfortunately, with the real wine fair, this is one of the things. The dangers. Like you, half, you've got to take risks. You've got to take risks. Half of them is definitely going to be like a cider. But, uh, so Chabba, do you like natural wine? I do like natural wine. I, I'm not necessarily not necessarily natural wine as it is. It's it's more about I want people to drink different things. I I I really yeah. tired of this. You know, uh, be always drinking the same thing. And yeah, it's especially uh, I'm not supposed to say these sort of things about noble green wines but I'm going to say it anyway Ooh, we have can't everyone listen in <laughs> we secret secret inside information sorry before I forget it's Elizabeth Foradori who's the Elizabeth Foradori from, from Trentino she's very famous from Trentino she does some great reds and whites amazing wines before I forget yeah. okay now back to anyway, the secret back, back, to, the back secret. to the secrets of noble green anyway <laughs> it's uh, we have a very very good clientele I really have to say that uh, lovely people you really have uh, to say it though I mean, you are paid he doesn't no, mean I'm it but he has to say it <laughs> no actually we have very good very, very good no, actually surprisingly but they um, look like dicks but they're actually really nice <laughs> but we, i'm sorry i'm sorry no no, no absolutely fine I'll, I'll 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 send a check to you from my <laughs> boss <laughs> anyway um yes we have customers who really like just one type of wine and they keep coming back for the same thing the same oh, thing. i know what, it's what, frustrating and tiring say isn't to it? Them is like that that's not never gonna change mm. but Anyway, I'm not going to give up. No, but they will, because eventually they'll go from a Chablis Premier Cru to a Chablis because the prices have gone up so no, then, That's the only then, thing that ever changes. Yes, they, they're going to go for Petit Chablis after Yeah, eventually. <laughs> and then it just goes down into a... And then yes. they complain that they remember they could buy a Latour for £70 a bottle. <laughs> yes. But no, I, I, I just love... 
I love different things because that's what I love about wine. It's just get always something new, something different. When we started the company with a friend of mine who wasn't really wine trained, as you can say, um, he he said, "Okay, what what we're gonna do? What what shall we do? Go with go with bigger quantities and cheaper stuff, or go with just more premium?" And and I said, "Look, uh, first of all, we don't have enough money to go with." Uh, you know the, the the mass produced stuff because you really need to buy a container load mm. of it uh, and uh, second I don't really want to sell that stuff because what, well, you what's can, the point and also you, you can know? get it everywhere it's much better to have something where you can tell a story um, and teach people something I mean there is so many tiny little wineries with one hectare two hectare three hectares and it's oh, yeah. nice you know keep the journey but this is we love wine right so we yeah. want to always be trying something yes. new it would, it would be nice if the other 99% of the population is the same, and then I, th- I, feel, I, feel that, yeah. I feel that things are changing in the UK market. Though there definitely is you know, one of the things I've seen from my last few years is there is a new young generation of wine yes. drinkers. Well, people are, yeah, I mean, and they they are interested in trying new. So I think it is changing. And and I think the the key there you just mentioned the new generation of winemakers, you do need to educate them, mm-hmm. and you have to keep educating them because because otherwise it's it's. It, it's it's just pointless to. That's the issue which I've had. I've I've had many discussions or slash arguments. Oh, and I'm, I'm luckily really I get invited arguments. to a lot of events where we get to talk about these things, and you know the question which comes up, and it is from my side it's a really bad excuse of the wine industry, and I mean it as a whole. When they go, oh well, people want Mabe Chandon or people want to have this cheap prosecco, I go, yeah. But and then we keep on, and then we keep on feeding that. Feeding going, that. Well, they um, want it, so we'll put it on the and list. It's, and we it's, feed it's, it, so it's, we... a, it's a laziness from the wine side, and I've. I've done it before with wine lists I've been at and I've done it retail. You don't have to do it. And yeah. if someone comes in and you go, the, the fear is if we don't have it, we won't sell it in the sense of cheap. They'll go so, and they'll go somewhere else. If someone can buy supermarket wine and you don't want to and you're not in that area anyway, you can't compete. So yes. don't try, it's stupid. Um, but if you've got those people coming in, if you've got people coming in like it's always this fear of, oh, but you don't have this big mass produced expensive wine that I normally like. No, but I've got this example of something that's better, better value. And that's where I find that you, that's where the market should be. You should be offering people, you know, I'm not going to shit on too many brands today, but someone comes in looking for stupidly overpriced uh, rosé from Provence. Mm. It's not difficult for you to have better quality Provence style or even Provence rosé that you can easily sell them for lower money. Yes. And that's what you should be doing because it's not, we always talk about, again, the supermarket yeah. cheap wines. There's also a lot of terribly crap, big brand, expensive wines out there. Yes. And you mean I, your favourite Dom Perignon? Yeah, great example. <laughs> but carry um, on because we you, you slag them off in every, every day. Episode, so we I don't think I'm ever getting sponsored by them. I was going to try and avoid it this time, yes. but there you go. Um, <laughs> but when someone comes in, they're asking for that wine. There's this fear if I don't have it, I won't sell it. But if you're really at the point where you can't sell someone a hundred pound, a better value version of a crap hundred pound bottle of wine, or even sixty or fifty pound bottle of wine, you probably shouldn't be doing your job anyway. Yes. And there's plenty of room there for you to offer something they can enjoy and that is better. Um, so I don't think it's some it's kind of kind of fear of not doing it. But you know, yes. you, some of these other wines you go, you, I go into a wine shop and they're selling a wine I can go buy in Sainsbury's. Yes, for what's, five pound what, more. What's the point of the wine? What's the point of the wine being? Yeah. Yeah. So I would really like just talking, seeing as this is a, a wine episode on the lesser known varieties. I would really like to see Cabernet Franc get its revival that it deserves. And I say Cabernet Franc because it's it's it is still lesser known to people who are just drinking. The, you know yes. the Sauvignon Blanc and Cabernet Sauvignon yes. yet it's one of the oldest grape varieties it's, and it's it, fabulous yes. full it's, stop it's, re- it's really funny you mentioning Cabernet Franc because before uh, I came here I thought about 
bring what, you a Cabernet Franc? Yeah, no, what, what, what sort of wine shall I bring? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, most of the wines what I try to sell or which we have on the website or generally what I like are, you know, probably lesser known varieties or varieties which people heard of but really but never buy. yes never really drink because for example i thought about cabernet franc mm. as one option oh, from uh, garage wine company oh, I don't know absolutely. If you know yeah of oh, course yeah, know, garage wine in chile. chile and actually garage wine for anyone who who is interested i mean i adore them um Ke- uh, hang on kevin no it's not uh, derek. derek derek is the yes. winemaker who is fabulous he's a canadian guy he is i've met him he's wonderful and he basically he almost got pushed out of kind of buying wines from Maipo and Colchagua simply because, you know, everyone was selling these grapes to the, you know, at the last minute to uh, a bigger company and just leaving him with, with nothing. All his wines come now from Maole and Itata, which all of a sudden is where everyone is interested because it's down in the south. But what's so cool about his wines, like, I was, I, I literally was, uh, I, I opened up a wine of, of his uh, the other day. It's the old vine pale. So it's yes. the rose that's kind of not really rose. It's like a light red. It's a very light red. Yeah. Yes. And it's like everything. Uh, Everything is recycled. Um, the bottles are recycled. He, literally, his vats that he ferments in is like the metal that he collects from the bigger wineries. Um, Do you know that uh, the story with the with the with, wax? With the wax. On well, the again, because yeah. again, the same thing of why they're all painted and the wax is simply because the big the no the the bottling plants will not will not do the job for him because all of he's literally taking anything from say 7 to yes. 18 barrel um, 18 barrels worth that's it each wine is from one farmer and then yes. no one will do it so he's doing it all himself and, yes. yeah. and apparently how they came across the the different the colors yeah is they walked past um, like a, a children it's like a, a child shop some sort of not, uh-huh. not 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 a shop where people selling children but uh, <laughs> that's down the other road that might but happen yes. in like say colombia or exactly. ecuador but it doesn't yes. happen in chile generally anyway uh yeah so uh, basically they they walk past the shop where they they they're doing all these uh you know little the, kid, the crayons yes, and exactly. the, the what that is that yeah and uh and they thought this is a great idea because they it's i think it's a tradition in chile that they uh, different colors goes with different grape varieties yeah there, there definitely is in my winery yeah and uh anyway it's uh, that's how they came across it and uh, yeah it's it's a very yeah but it's, you should definitely get him on the show because oh he, he is he's, fabulous he's when awesome. he comes yeah. no he is uh, so do buy garage wine co of course vigna ventiscaro my chilean yeah, wine of course of course but um, but it's, an example <laughs> of, it's an example of it, again, it goes completely against the trend. In the, in the UK market, is a big buyer of the Garage Wine Company yes. as well. Yes. So it is a big show that people we really can are talk about. All of, yes. Yeah, you can talk all about this idea when people go, oh, well, and again, we hear, and you're sure you hear it more, more than I do. And again, when I go to wine events, people go, people only want cheap Chilean wine. Well, that's not true because. No, and his wines are wines. not cheap. No. They're not They're not super expensive, and they are definitely not expensive for the effort that goes into them. The kind of, you know, you can see. But I, that old Chilean wine pale I, I, was, I, I opened up the other day was there was less than 3,000 bottles made. Yes. You know, it Although, says the lot number. There's so much, you know where it's, you can trace it back. It's so much. Although with don't, his wines. don't trust his numbering because I, 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 did, I did a tasting. Derek, he's slagging you off. <laughs> I did a tasting with him. And um, I brought out uh, one of his bottles, and it wasn't numbered. Yeah. And then he just get a pen and num- <laughs> numbered it there. So That's that was it. just done it by dedication. I think we're on what two? Yes, two fifty-seven. Yeah, it's gonna be that. It's well, do you it. know what? I think but most wineries are making up some number or two yes. anyway. Oh, not not one or two numbers. The whole thing is made well, up. Well, we know some wineries who've made up accidentally put Shiraz, well Syrah, in their cabinet in their Bordeaux's and. 
many other things that have gone on. And it gets forgotten to be to be. Well, no, they, they mixed up the tanks. One coming from the south of France, one coming from Bordeaux. They mix them up. It happens. It happens exactly. to the best of us. At, at least he did it in front of all the people. Yeah. Yes, he's proud of it. I mean, he can. It's a smaller wine. But, you know, Cabernet Franc, people don't realise that Chateau Cheval Blanc, for instance, you know, is, is two-thirds... Cabernet Franc Um, you know and that's obviously one of the if anyone who doesn't know it's um, from the the right bank Satabillion it's considered one of the best wines of Bordeaux what do you think Elvium Elvium H have not ruined yet (laughs) they're just about to buy Tiffany's do you hear that in the news Mm, that doesn't make any but it's got nothing to do with wine so it's just another luxury brand to add to their maybe it'll go from being silver to silver painted metal but it'll be the same sort of thing but you know we're definitely not talking about um, Bordeaux here because uh, one thing I don't like not like I don't like Bordeaux wine but I I do but uh, what I really hate about this and so, 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 some of my friends they, they already know what's coming it's their labelling it's just killing me I mean every bottle has a house on it it's like come <laughs> on I mean people change you, a little do, bit do you know I the true story behind this as well though what? you know there is there isn't so it's, ironically nearly every wine in Bordeaux is called a chateau yes, yes. But there are almost no chateaus in Bordeaux. This is so, so true. People Go going, to the Loire Valley. So it's, nearly, it's nearly the same picture of different. <laughs> ha- so like the same house features on about 50, 60 different labels. Where when you buy your little thing, you go, "Shit, I don't have one." You go down the road to take like, a picture of someone. I... That's where it's always drawn. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And they just change it slightly. So most chateaus are actually like a giant warehouse or a shack. Yes. Um, so yeah, the, the idea of there being chateaus in Bordeaux is a ginormous fib. And to be honest, if you go you, when you're on like the right bank, Santa Million, and whatever, the village is stunning, it's so beautiful, rolling vineyards. But actually, where you know our Margots, our you know Santa Steves, Puyac is, you can literally go from from the bottom to the top in like 15 minutes. It's one straight road. It's actually not very attractive at all, ironically. Yes. You know, in winter it looks horrific as well. You, I know, can like, you, go, you go there like midwinter, yeah. and I do my into Bergerac. Yeah. Ironically, Bergerac is 400 times prettier than Bordeaux. Well, you know, but remember when we talked did our Bordeaux episode? Uh, please have a look. I don't know what number it is but there's a Bordeaux episode for, that me and John did um, I told you that actually that the left bank which of course now is so famous didn't used to be you know planted divines it was marshland and it was the, the Dutch that had to clean it out and find ways to travel so, God those Dutch they're handy aren't they they, they clean are. out they sort <laughs> yeah. things out and they have good cogs, uh, clogs um, right um, let's but talk anyway, about oh sorry yeah, tell me no, no, just mentioning labels so look look how beautiful is this well, it's, well, it's, nobody it's, can see it obviously but it's, <laughs> and there is no house on site no castle or anything so we are drinking bastada which for me instantly Sorry, what? bastada what did you call me i called you a bastada and <laughs> um, which is what they normally call it in portugal but you say this is actually from spain right this is from spain which is uh, it has a different name i don't know and it's called also trousseau in france which is yeah. jura is where it actually yeah. originates right yeah. i thought in spain because I used to sell a delicious Merenzao Merenzao in in Rivera Sacra Um, super super steep hills um, like crazy steep like Mosul on steroids apparently yeah. um, it's kind of for the for the for the people in the know Ribera Sacra yeah. um, but, so it's interesting that this is this from um, Ribera Sacra this is definitely from Galicia right Galicia yes okay yeah. so it's a Galician and I love Galicia Menthia and is the great variety Galicia is basically red, Portugal anyway as the Spanish would say it. yes yeah. exactly they just, would, the Spanish would say it's Portugal yeah, because it's too cold for them. About like, the Galicians, yeah. They're just like, and hey, just, just give them to Port- the Portuguese. And you go to Alentejo really. and Galicia, no, um, you go to Vina Verde and Galicia, they yeah. feel they're more connected and don't well, like anyone else. they are very else, similar. So, yeah. so, tell, so this is, what's the producer? This is so Fidelos, Fidelos 
Dakota. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced it well. 2014. But anyway, it's four guys up in the hills, basically, minding mm. their own business. Uh, <laughs> Re- really nice guys. Um, I, I met them. Mind you, their own uh, business. Just process that. Yeah. Uh, met them. Oh, what? I don't know. It was a trade tasting in London somewhere, and I just mm. thought. This uh, is f- first just a label. It was like you striking. Just it's it's something from the something from the 60s, 70s movie. Like a movie it's poster. very for me it's interesting you see it's very clean um, yeah. I actually personally when we put up we're going to put these pictures up on Instagram it, please, people place your votes say what you know, I actually <laughs> prefer the other two labels more because there that's actually yeah. two but this is why labels yeah. are so, so um, what's the word it, I, I mean it's personal I open corks and full glasses that's my main priority open corks full glasses <laughs> I don't give a monkey Good. I really have to care about labels when I went into retail up until then I was like I don't care about the labels but yes, I do like that it's very clean yes um, which, and the name yeah I mean it's, it's brilliant I mean, I love. love, love. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, 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 I love calling people Bastardo. Yeah. Oh, just that name—the yeah. name of the grape. You're like, basically, don't use Meranzaro, the Spanish he, name. Just he was call looking, he's looking for an excuse to swear at people. Basically, exactly, is what happened in this. Yes. Um, so this presumably doesn't have any oak. This seems no, like it's it's completely stainless steel and really quite um, spicy, a little bit earthy. It's like bramble, very wild berries. It's really it's like running. Do you mind a, for lovers? Yes. Do you know you're absolutely right? And but you know what? But Ribera Sacra has got such steep hills that all the wine. I mean, it's like what, really quite quite lean and, and and high acidity, and they're very good food wines. What would be um, price point for this sort of wine retail? This calls around thirty quid. And we didn't yeah. and we didn't talk about the Frappato, the one before. How much? Similar. Okay, no. so you've got uh, this is all around the thirty pound all region. Around the thirty pound region. Okay, great for Christmas. Great for yeah. Christmas, everybody. Almost as good as smelly <laughs> socks. Actually, almost. <laughs> actually, this is this wine. Uh, it so actually, could go with a, a, a turkey um, roast dinner because you you need sometimes you either need to have a rich white or a fresher red with a turkey dinner because it's not just turkey you're having those piggies in a blanket you've got stuffing you know you've got Yorkshire puddings you get pouring gravy this has that kind of like a little bit of an earthiness a little bit of herbiness to go with say the the, the sage and onion it's also fresh enough that it's not going to overpower the turkey it's really funny yeah. saying well listen Helen's going I've just realised because my dad's a chef we've never had roast turkey ever at Christmas do you always have will. steak a bit of no, steak like Chateaubriand of- we always go beef I always talk we've to everyone about turkey go traditional but we always go we beef. never have it We because he's, he's cooked far too many turkeys in his life he can't eat it and also I have to admit to me it's the blandest meat in the world well it is a little bit isn't it's it? like, so it's all about what else you put with it does, right? does it's, anyone it's, eat turkey in no, yeah no. traditionalists do it's, 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 it's the Beaujolais of meat yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and it's just to me just um, so yeah so when we had you going with the stuffing this I'm going yeah I actually have no idea what would actually go with that because I haven't eaten a turkey with all that crap in Yes. Probably once in my life. This has school, I think. real cracked black pepper. If you smell it, the the the, the, the herb yeah. and spice, the black cracked pepper is so because it, it's got this kind of real lean, spicy style to it. So actually, if you didn't want the turkey, I mean, you could put this with um, a real like even fillet, a fillet, a very lean fillet steak Mallard that has well. all, okay, yes, duck, duck would be fantastic. But with it. again, with listen a, to the sommeliers, yes. But with like um, a black pepper, you know, a crust yeah. around it would be absolutely insane. Just but well, a fatty, a fatty stick. Though, I'd be thinking more like ribeye. No, I it's wouldn't. Acidity, acidity. No, yes. So we could do it. It could do do with a fatty. Yes, it could. It can cut through it, but because it's actually quite lean and quite fresh, I would personally. We'll have to stick with the sirloin. We'll have to go in the middle. Okay, so but, but, but to be honest, guys, you can, you can argue all day on this because this is the wine which we sold out. 
So, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so that's brilliant. He is such a bitch. He comes on the show. I promote it for Christmas. I promote it for Christmas and none of you can have it. We have one bottle, but I'm probably going to drink it tonight, so that's all right. Oh, wow, that's hilarious. You're a bastard. Yes, I am. You're a bastard. You literally brought a wine called Bastarda on and then you act like a Bastarda about it. My favourite, I really like this, but I have to say, my favourite grape variety from Galicia when we're talking red wine is Menthea. I think Menthea is fantastic. Medium body, sometimes a little bit more, often completely unoaked, really kind of that kind of, it's floral and lots of that red raspberries, red uh, cherries, licorice, blueberries. I've always, and Raul Perez, um, and who's the other one? Um, Alvaro Palacios. Those two guys are like legends. Um, one in Menthea, Alvaro Palacio does amazing wines in Friera as well. I think I just anyone who sees that on the labels just buy their wine. I'm, I'm kind of boring going to Galicia because I actually really love Albarino. Albarino, and I well, really you know buy, how much I love Galician wine, Spanish wine. And I love it being blended with um, Trexedia. If I'm pronouncing I think it was Trexedia. I thought it was Trexedia. Trexedia, maybe. But I could be, be pronouncing it correctly. We got attacked um, it's very in long. the Uruguay episode because we didn't say it right. So again, and I've forgotten. Fine. Come at me. Oh. You know my Twitter handle. Come at me. <laughs> Cleman. I like I like a bit of abuse. Um, but I love that there's a lot of blends there when it's not the traditional Albarino uh, Rioche Baixa. So you yeah. have um, other free, other different um, regions can be from. And when they come down to those, you can blend it with a Trecedura. Trecedura. I always say I think more in Vida Verde. But yeah, but I like those blends. They know they do Then you can add a little bit of thyme in some neutral oak or some little bit of thyme in concrete and they can become more whole different animal to yeah. the you fresh know, for me well. what I love about Galicia in general but like you say Rias Baichas I, I was looking up uh, I live in Kent-ish <coughs> just on the outside of London I had a look and, to see what is the average rainfall in a year and it is a thousand and five millimetres yeah. Rias Baichas in the um, in Valnes Valnes um, the um, oh my god s- s- Valle de Salnes. Yeah, in Valle de uh, Salnes, which is the wettest part of Rias Baichas, it's 1,800 millimetres of rain. It is crazy. The whole of Galicia is so green. It is absolutely completely different to down in the south where we're all sunbathing. And their wines, for that reason, are so fresh. So, Merenzao slash Vastara that we're drinking now, yes. people need to try. Menthea, my personal favourite, and white Albariño. Also, Gadejo. You've got that as well. Oh, Godello, so, yes, right, yeah. As a white. Yeah, Godello? Godello is how we say it in English, but two L's is, is actually Godello? like a Godejo. I did not know that. Okay, it, so Godejo. I would pronounce it correctly. If you say it. Godejo I love as well, and I think mm-hmm. it's because it's got... So that same acidity you get with Albarino, but it's so mineral focused mm. and it's a different animal. Oh, we love Galicia, everybody. Um, can I, we're going to finish up soon and I know that you've got an exciting event going on as well, right? Oh, that yes. People, can, that, he, can everybody, is everybody allowed or if that, you know... It, it is, gonna... as long as they pay. It's, it's all good. <laughs> we're equal... So I'm telling everyone all the time. We are equal everything. opportunities here, everybody. Yes. Listen up, but just obviously you need to bring your dollar-dollar bills, yeah. y'all. So, so if people bring their money, what yes. can they come to? You're doing a really cool event so soon, right? So we, we, we're going to do something with American wines because okay. I, that's that's one of my other love American okay. wines because Ooh, they, wow. they, they, they do well, a lot you should be listening to they, they do a lot of very interesting stuff so we we're going to do a sort of a pop-up wine bar and hopefully it works out quite well and we do it quite often okay um, and where's it gonna be the pop-up wine it's, bar? it's gonna be Duke of London so it's a it's a very fancy uh, vintage car showroom 
uh, with a lot of space around it. What kind so of vintage cars are you talking like? More we're like talking about ones, Aston Martins, Ferraris, Ferraris and Porsches. You're talking my language as well. Like yes, it's, uh, so it's it's a cool cool place, and you guys are welcome, obviously. And what date? Um, oh dear, uh, I think it's the thirtieth of November. Maybe. <laughs> Where can people look this up? So uh, they can buy the tickets. We'll put a link in as well in the description. We'll put, we'll put, uh, do you know yes. what? Yeah, that's fine. Is I that... think let, let's go with that. I think <laughs> it's going to be on Duke of London's website, and I think it's going to be on findmindtomeet.com as well. Perfect. There's nothing like drinking wines for good value while looking at cars you can never afford. Oh, there's, there's exactly. nothing, there's nothing Cheers like that. Cheers to that, guys. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. There you go. Thank you so much <laughs> for so coming. Much. Thank um, you for So, I me. guess a, a few a few public announcements. First of all, we need to say, as always, thank you so much to, if I say it correctly, Les. 110 de Talavant who have hosted us again they are so hospitable as we keep on telling you they have well I don't think I've even mentioned they have the sexy Zalto glasses my favourite wine glass if you've never picked up something so tiny thin lightweight and delicious you need to come and try the Zalto glasses I think glasses you're talking here. about glasses or someone else then Jesus. Well, I could be talking about a few <laughs> things uh, and of course surprise surprise the name they have 110 wines by the glass so come down there in central London and super exciting for me and John we are we've had some wonderful feedback so thank you so much for those of you that are listening regularly and contacting us and giving us your feedback um john over to you we so we've kind of been working on our last podcast which will be out before this and you'll have heard we did do a bit of a continuation um so we gonna be running kind of uh, a patreon a little premium section coming on to our um on, we host on podbean where we host our podcast i'm looking at the best ways we can host it so more details come out soon but we're going to do some extra lengths for some of our podcasts. We're going to do some extra content, maybe some more bits more focus, some top 10 lists. Um, just some extra bits for you guys. And we're going to ask for a small little subscription for it. All of that's going to go into funding some better equipment, better microphones. The, mic- um, the microphone is sexy. Though. Thank you very much. Oh, we, we, thank we, you, Tara. But we want to give our guests, everyone, and including each other, our own sexy microphones. We can improve the quality as we're trying to do and help fund the wines and also make us give us help fund us doing some extra content. We love doing this. Yeah, uh, we do. We don't make any money from it. We make so negative, we, negative money from it. So Wine is, is expensive, guys. We're trying to get to a point where we can just get it to where it at least kind of starts funding some of these extra bits and we can start improving the equipment because we want to continue this on into next year. It's been fantastic fun. So there'll be a little bit more details coming out. There is an extra bit to our last podcast because we got quite drunk and we wanted to carry on. <laughs> uh, so that will be coming out shortly after. We're going to try and build some content up before we put the description plan out and working all of it at the moment. So you'll see and some more know, details coming as soon. What, what John's basically saying is, you know, we're kind of doing it, but we don't quite know what we're doing it. And it's typical. That's uh, John and Nina uh, podcast style we're just winging it and so thank you so much for your support again um chabab you are amazing thank you very and thank you so much for supporting us with the wines bringing them today oh, please everyone you. you can get them at fine wine to me we well, get two of them you tra- oh, yeah. if you're really yeah. quick if i put this out immediately before he leaves maybe you can get that last one i'm really annoying that last exactly. one bottle that'd be awesome that, that um, would piss me off big time, yeah. and that is what we're here to do um thank you ever so much um come tune in on another episode of unfiltered Bye. Bye. See you. <laughs>